podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Welcome back, tennis fans. We had the men's uh, quarterfinal preview. Now we are on to the women's. And where there was a lot of uh, agreement on the men's side of things, something tells me we're not going to have similar opinions on the women's. Uh, It's always going to be exciting, this one. Bit of a potluck, I'd say. Well, we don't know that for sure because we've not discussed them at all, if I'm honest. We've not spoke (laughs) about them off air. So I don't know what Ben's going to go for. I don't know really what I'm going to go for. I don't know for. what I'm going for. <laughs> um, but let's get into it. We do have the quarterfinals now for the women's. On paper, I've seen some people saying it's not that exciting. Um, we've got Ross there sort of echoing it, saying these quarterfinals don't fill me with much excitement. I understand what you're saying, uh, especially some of the ties. They don't. But there is some really cool stories. And the biggest story for me is what's happened with Elise Cornet. Um, doesn't get much bigger, in my opinion. I love what the story of the fact that yeah. someone uh, who's tried so hard and been on the on the tour for so long, who's never really been able to amount to much or win many matches consecutively, especially in the slams. She's always there. She's not been able to break into the quarterfinals. She's finally been able to do it. And listen, watching her beat Hallop was very emotional. I've seen all of the sort of yeah. aftermath from it. And yeah, it was a really special moment in tennis. And that, for me, makes it extremely exciting in itself. She did it. I mean, uh, what more can you say than that? Elise Cornet getting to her first ever Grand Slam quarterfinal. Just super happy for her. I mean, I love these type of stories as well. When you get somebody who's been in a sport for how many years, like you say, like 10 years potentially on the tour and and then they, they just finally start reaching like the potential that she had the ability all these years to do it, just kept falling down at that last fourth round hurdle. Now she's done it. She's into the quarterfinals and I don't think she's got anything to lose now. And that's the beauty of this thing. Yeah. It's like one of these, we keep getting these every tournament, it seems. 
there's like a sort of fairy tale stories that keep on getting pushed through the narrative in in a lot of these tournaments. We had the Peronkova one, remember, uh, early last year. That was a really nice tale, three years off, then had an amazing run at the Slam. Now we've got the Cornet one, and this one, I love it. I love seeing these type of things. People have been in a sport for a long time. People want to see them do well because you think that you've paid your dues and now it's all coming to fruition and good for her. I mean, she's a good player. She's someone who works yeah, hard. Yeah. She's just not ever been at that extra level. And I know you said 10 years. You're underselling her, mate. 17 years now. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. She played so. her first event in 2005 at Roland Garros, got to the second round um, and still going in 2022. There's nothing past the fourth round. It's just a sea of blue I'm looking at at the moment. In terms of the percentages, they're pretty even across the board. 53% Australian mm. Open, 53% of Roland Garros, 44% Wimbledon, 52% US Open. So she just about wins more than she loses on average, <laughs> but just yeah. not enough to get it over the line. But she did do it here. She's done something special. She's into the quarterfinal. I'm thrilled for her. I really am. Can she go one step further? She's got a great chance to. Um, it could be a lot worse in the quarterfinal for her, playing Danielle Collins. I know Collins is a, is a top player, Tough. but it could have been a lot worse. It's not sort of a, I don't know, a real like a Grand Slam champion and say like a Muguruza or someone, is it? Or Naomi Osaka. Well, that's just it, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I think you are right. It could be a hell of a lot worse, but... Or Serena Williams or something like that. But... Collins is there on her own merit as well. You've got to remember that. And she's she's there from playing the type of tennis that scares other people, aggressive tennis. And I think John alluded to it earlier, like someone like Collins, she's angry when she's winning and she's angry when she's losing. <laughs> and, uh, and then you see her off court, she looks like a completely different person. She looks like happy as anybody. Like she's never seen a happier person. So very, very focused person that she's up against. But I still think she's a, I, she has all the ability at least corner. And there's part she's of me that's in Hallow. She's I'm, just beating Hallow. I'm rooting for her now. That, that's oh, yeah. the weird yeah. thing. I'm actually now, she's sort of won me over. She doesn't really, she's, not, she's never really done much for me, I think. But this yeah. story is too good to uh, to not get into. Yeah. You can't and, ignore it. You can't ignore it. And I don't know if Kathy's here is talking about the Instagram story uh, or message from Simona. It was a very sweet message. Don't know if to bring that up. Yeah, apologies. One second, I'll just make sure I get the right one. This one, yeah. Uh, no, not that one. Apologies. This one. Sorry. Here we go. So, Simona Halep to Elise Cornell on Instagram. You have been stronger today. All the respect for you, Elise. Enjoy. I'll keep working to get better for another three-hour match when we meet again. If you go down, we can actually see it. So, this is what she was saying, and it's a well, it's a really powerful image there. Yeah. You can see Simona Halep at the net with just above her Cornet. Yeah, there it is. I mean, yeah, powerful. Uh, just to see how much it means uh, to someone like when you spend that amount of time plying your trade in that this is like a career at the end of the day. Like you, you don't get these opportunities very often in life. They come around four times a year and she's been plying it or plying her trade for so many years and it must be just infuriating for her falling down to that same hurdle it was never making the second weeks and that type of thing and now now she's doing it she's she's there and i think one thing i want to sort of i want to feed into the narrative a little bit here and i want to play 
I want to play into the hearts of everybody right now because Elise Cornet, back in 2009, her highest ranking that she's ever achieved back then in February, she was at number 11 in the world. Okay. If she was to win the Australian Open... She can't go better than that, can she? She would move up to... Back up to eleven in the world. Really? <laughs> she is, she That's is, shocking. I'm I'm surprised by that. I didn't she think she'd go 30, that high. She's at thirty-seven right now. She can overtake. She can go back to her best ever rank. And who knows if she gets to that? And she, what's the rest of the year have? We could see her best ever year on the tour. Like this is that significant. If she can con- can control her emotions, and she just plays with the freedom that she's been playing with in this tournament. Elise Cornet could, well, she she could potentially be the player of the year. So that is, I'm putting that narrative out there, there now. There is a lot more than just controlling emotions. Of course, she's got to be ability-wise good yep. enough to beat who was put in front of her. Danielle T- Collins is going to be a favourite. Everyone who she's going to face is going to be a favourite against her. Um, but yeah, never write off the underdog, especially in women's tennis. And I am going to be cheering on Elise Cornet. Another yeah. special moment here, what John's mentioning. They're going to read this out. Yeah, so and I think the interaction between Cornet and Jokic, who interviewed her on court after, was amazing. Uh, Cornet had match points against Jokic in 2009 in round four of the Australian Open, but Cornet lost that match. And that is, I mean, it's Djokovic, uh, not Djokovic, Jokic. She was obviously a semi finalist at Wimbledon. Yeah, Djokovic was there as well. He popped on court, <laughs> did a quick interview. Was that what you reckon, Corne? Yeah, no, they didn't play. It wasn't a, a Corne versus Djokovic. It was Djokovic, Elena Djokovic. But yeah, it's just she knows the journey that the tennis players go on. And she is somebody who has, obviously, she never managed to make it. She was an amazing player, uh, Djokovic. And she only ever made it to the semis. But she she knows she knows that pain and she never ever got to the quarterfinals of the US Open she only ever made the fourth round there twice so she probably knows exactly what she's going through there uh and yeah just love love the empathy from fellow tennis players it's it's beautiful mate yeah Cornet was nice about her as well saying how you uh, are really smashing it with the commentary as well and congratulations to you and gave her a nice stand innovation but yeah, the big talking point is Elise Cornet and her tennis. Can she beat Daniel Collins? Let's go back to the first graphic. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a big ask, isn't it? I mean, let's go. Uh, I've got to go down to this section. There they are. Well, well, well. Tough. Uh, do you have anything to say about Collins and her performances so far in this tournament? I've not watched enough of them, if I'm honest. Uh, one of the ones who have gone under the radar, I've probably watched the least of her out of everyone left. I know John's seen a couple of her matches. I know you covered one of her matches. Yep. So you're probably in a better place to talk about her. But I know she's a good player. I've seen some of the recent results and there's a lot of green. She's won a lot of matches of late, even sort of prior to the Australian Open. She is yep. the favourite going into this one as well. Pretty heavy favourite. I think Cornet is above freeze. Um, but if I'm yeah. honest... Saying all of that, I'm going to follow my heart on this pick and I'm going to have Elise Cornet beating her in three. Yeah. Uh, fairy, fairy tale continues for me. They, they've both been two, three uh, sets in their last two matches. And I would say, based upon the body of work 
going into this uh, quarterfinal, Cornet has probably had the harder run. She's beaten yeah. Mugalutza. She's beaten Halep. Exactly. Yeah. And you look at Collins. She's had tough matches and she's played well, but she hasn't had the same level of competition. She's beaten Clara Towson. Granted, I love Towson. She's not she's not ready yet, but she's she gave a great performance. Uh, and she's beaten Mertens, who I think we know I think, is... I think the Towson one's the most impressive. But yeah. with Cornet, as a good point from Lewis, I think she wants it more than anyone else. She has the hunger and desire and passion. She's had so much emotion of getting this far. She's going to want to do one step further. Let's go to the semis, girl. Come on. Let's I'm, do this. I want I'm her to win. As well. I'm going Cornet and Frey, definitely. I'm doing exactly the same. They've both been going to three. Their last two matches for both of these women have been in three. It goes to three again. Collins, she is like an absolute rip-roaring forehand, backhand. She, she just goes for everything. But I just think that Hart wins out overall. And Cornet just digs in deep and uh, gets to a semi-final. The story continues. Love that. Let's move up and we'll go to the number one. Uh, it's very rare we don't start with that, but we had to touch on Elise Cornet first. I think that is the sort of magical yeah. story out of all of these tyres. Really Barty is. Pagula, on the other hand, listen, I can't mm. say too much about this match. I don't see a way Barty doesn't win in straight sets. I don't want to discredit Pagula too much. I think she's played well up to this point. She's not had yeah. any real... Um, who's she beaten who's been of real note? Who? Pagula? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's been through her last three Can't rounds think. in straight sets. Sarkari was the, the the main name, though, that comes on that list. All the other people you think yeah. are beatable. Yeah, and the Sarkari one, I'm not I'm not that impressed by Sarkari, this whole event. I remember we cut, touched on her the first yeah. match against Maria. I think she was just pretty lucky to get through that one wasn't yeah, great at all Sakri, yeah it's not filled me with confidence at the start of the year so it's not the biggest of wins and Pagula's just done what she's had to do she's been impressive but no match for Ashley Barty I've seen so many cool tweets about her and really great statistics there's people sort of comparing her to the likes of Roger Federer with um, how well she can compete in the rallies she's got statistics very similar to him sort of back in end of sort of 2017 2018 and of course this one the big number one ranking scenario. If she is to win this match against Pagula, she remains and keeps her spot as world number one. So I think yes. she's going to be super hungry to keep, keep that and maintain it. She's not looked like losing a set at all and been very, very strong in the matches she's played. I think she beats Pagula and I think it's going to be straight sets. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to see it any other way, really. Obviously, Ash Barty, Wimbledon champion from last year. Her Australian Open runs have never been that simple, though. Obviously, last year, she went out in the quarterfinals. The year before, she went out in the semifinals. The year before that, the quarterfinals. And before that, she was only making the third round at best. Um, I've got her as my favourite for the tournament for a reason. You've seen the level of competition that's been thrown in front of her and everybody's been actually pitting the questions in our comments and stuff like that. And I tell you to do the same again. I want to hear it in the comments sections because we had a lot of people saying, Georgie, she hits the ball so hard. It's so clean. Surely she's going to be the one to trouble Barty. Straight sets. Yeah, but I thought like Georgie did the best. She did really well. She, she yeah. gave a good account of herself. But Anissimova... She just defeated Osaka, the reigning champion. Surely now she can just 
take it to Ash Barty on the court. Straight sets. Nah, uh, it's just, just it's going to be the same another level. Then, it? It's another yeah. level. I'm going the same. Yeah, I'm going the yeah. same as you. I'm going to Ash Barty. I think she gets it done in straight sets. And sadly, it sounds boring. And I am boring, Ben. But that's what I'm going no, for. It's not boring here. I think it's going to happen. Uh, Gary, just talking about the Cornet, saying, sad reality is Cornet probably doesn't have enough to get it, to get through. But she's one of the reasons we love sports. She is 100% class. Yeah, I agree completely yeah. with that, Gary. Certainly is. Doesn't have a Barty's button. Yet, class either. as well. She is a class, <laughs> class act. Barty has a new button as well. That's another reason I think okay. that she'll go far <laughs> as well in this tournament. Uh, Cornet, no button yet. So let's wait and see if she gets a. Uh, we get to cover her match, then we might get a fresh new button out. So yeah, let's move over to the right, and we've got Krachikova, Madison Keys. <sighs> And if you this go back one. to that other tweet about the world number one. Yes, exactly right. I was going to. This is to important here. So if Barty part. does not advance to the semifinals, so say if by some miracle Pegula beats her and Kladchikova wins the whole of the Australian Open, she then becomes world number one. Wow. I and think there's a, a real. That would be sort of from Roland Garros as an actually unknown sort of doubles player. Because that's pretty much what she was up until that point. I forget where she was in the rankings. She was like 100 and something? Or 70? Or... Yeah, just around 70. It, around... it wasn't great, put it that way. She was not in contention to win Roland Garros. She no. won the whole thing. And ever since, not looked back. Been incredible. One of the more consistent players on tour. And she's now knocking on the door, becoming world number one. I love it. I absolutely love it. And when are people going to start putting the respect on Barbara Klaichikova's name that I think she starting deserves. with you because didn't you in, dis, didn't not include her in your top 10 what did you I not I don't think so I can't remember now at the moment <laughs> <laughs> don't put me on the spot I no. can't remember <laughs> I think you did I'm not sure if you included her I don't know I can't I literally can't remember so all right. Well, that's we'll... To, I wish I could go back and just check now. Maybe, Maybe I've got it. Actually, actually, I've probably got it on a notepad. Just bear me one second. If Let's I have a look. Then, it, then it's going to be really embarrassing for me because <laughs> when a people because she's one person I've been going on about for the last two years, and then if I've not done that, then Mate, listen. Just... You know the most embarrassing thing is I could be saying this because I'm the person who didn't include her. I think one of it. us didn't include her, but I forget I who it was. I have it on, I have it on a notepad because I remember when we did our predictions. I write them all down on a notepad, so. Bear with me. Hang on. We got the end of year awards. The <laughs> uh, player of the year. Oh, no, going back a bit further. It sure. No, it's no, it's not that far, mate. We did it this year, so okay. It doesn't matter. We can talk that out another time. Uh, no, here we go. Yeah, she's not. <laughs> she's not wow, yet. she's not. I wow. wasn't sure if you did. <laughs> Wow, that that is big disrespect. So, Ben, yeah. what are you doing? Put some you're respect. You're saying about on. people putting respect on her name. I thought I had to call that because I did have a memory of. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was me or you, but one of us definitely didn't include. Massive, her. no, massively great call, great call. A slap uh, on yeah, the wrist there. Uh, yeah, literally terrible. Barbara Krajcikova, she's one of the ones I've been talking about for so long, and now she's finally doing well. It seems like I've listening to all the hearsay now because of her terrible run at the back end of last year i got recency biased in my predictions so shame on me but barbara forgetful ben i like it well i think he's forgetful when it's one he wants to forget it's always easier to forget things you don't like well that's it i do like her so i should have (laughs) remembered but yeah terrible Uh, i think that 
she has a real chance of winning the whole thing. Not going to lie. <laughs> I think she really does. Uh, that's the, how crazy things can change in tennis. Yeah, she could, well, she wins this, of course. She can go I'm world only, number I'm one. She can, she can go world number one. This is madness. <laughs> like, how crazy is it? Like, we were talking about at the back in the last year. God, she's fallen off. Look, she's not even the same player. She was a fluke that she won the uh, uh, French Open. Now look. It's not a fluke. Look at her. She's there. She's in the, she's in the last eight. She yeah. could easily beat Madison Keys. I'm not as, as like... Kathy calls it selective forgetting. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's like selective hearing, isn't it? It's like it's the same sort of thing. Uh, let's go this... back to the matchup anyway, Ben. Yes. Anyway, yeah. Okay. You take us through. Okay, I cheek of a Madison Keys. We've covered Madison Keys. Yeah. Um, and she beat Paula Badoza, right? Yes, she did. In... Good match. Paula Badoza recently dropped out of the event she's planning afterwards, which suggests maybe she is suffering with some kind of injury. She had a lot of strapping on her shoulder. Yeah. Uh, and I believe on, I forget which leg it was, but on her leg. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's been struggling with a bit of fatigue and fitness. But I wouldn't re- read too much into it. I thought Madison Keys was outstanding, brilliant, really, really good and encouraging. Great to see her back playing her best tennis. Yeah. Can she beat Klachikova? She certainly can. Oh, for sure. And out of all of the ties, I find this one the toughest to call. Um, I know you're probably going to go Klachikova. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. It's uh, I don't know which way up. to call it. I think based off what we've seen from Kratikova, that's the sensible pick. And that's why I'm going to go that way. But it is a tough one. I'm going to go Kratikova in three. Yeah. I mean, I was really impressed with Azarenka leading up to the match with Kratikova. And then I don't know how, how she does it. It's almost like Azarenka, I don't know if she played her best. But you have to play your best against Barbara. Otherwise, she'll find you out. She just gets everything back. She gets everything consistently close to the baseline as well, I noticed, against Azarenka. It was really good shots, really deep. But then we go to Madison Keys. Sure, she did against Bedoza. Anything short. Winners. Anything short. Good luck. You're not returning that. The backhand was on fire. Bang. Everything gone. Winners, winners, winners. It's it's tough to call. Klochikova. I'm going to go for the story instead, and I'm going to unfortunately disrespect Klochikova. <laughs> I'm going for the story. I'm going to go keys in threes. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Let's move on. I've got a Cornet story, and I've got a keys story. I'm going for all the big stories. And what's the furthest? I know you've got Keys' stats there. I don't have them ones. I was wondering if he was going to bring them up. Yes, about Madison Keys. So, so the best uh, result she's had is in 2015 uh, when she got to the semi-finals. She also got to the quarterfinals in 2018, been to a fourth round in 2019, third round in uh, 2020, and then wasn't there last year. So. Okay. She's obviously been to the final of the US Open, as we know, another hard court one, and the semi-finals of the French. So she's she's of high stock. Yeah. I've not seen her play this well in so long. Oh, she and, had a terrible 2021. One to forget, but she does seem to be back now. Yeah, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go against you there. Maybe just to the fact I don't have Krajikova. Yeah, maybe because you, you bottled it. Because you started <laughs> off saying, everyone disrespecting Krajikova. Then you didn't yeah. include her in the top 10. And now you've gone against her again. So well, I think I've you're got a bit of a hypocrite there. She's not in my saying. top 10. So the, the fact you brought that up, I think I'm going to have to stick with my other predictions. I think I've got to go oh. for it. 
lost his head. I know. Let's I have know. a look at the other uh, quarterfinal. Uh, arguably my favourite one on paper. I do like this matchup. Kai oh, Kanepi. The what's what's your nicknamed? Do you have to tweet? <laughs> one second. The nickname of Kai Kanepi is here. The giant, the giant killer. killer. That's what she's known as. The Kai Kanepi achieves a career quarterfinal slam at age 36. Uh, she's one more Australian Open quarterfinal away from the double career quarterfinal slam. <laughs> the giant yeah. killer is an impressive nine out of 10 versus top 10 players in majors. And she faces eager next. Well, I appreciate that. Our super chat oh, there, cheers, Fatima. Saying thanks for streaming really the Nadal Chapo. Is it was preempting it? Hopefully we wake. Uh, well, I'm well, we've got to now. To we're gonna we're gonna be there. We're gonna <laughs> I'm not be gonna there, go no to sleep. What. I'll stay up uh, just to make sure, and then I'll be. Uh, I'll send uh, someone round to JGs just to like scoop him out of bed. If not, yeah, it's very generous, Fatima. Um, appreciate we'll that. Covering that tonight. Make sure you join us, guys. But back to the giant killer. Yes, can she beat Igor? Igor. Didn't struggle through against us there, but she made it difficult. Wasn't, wasn't an easy match, but she did it. That's the most important thing. And if you can go back to the graphic. Yeah, I think it was tough, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't yeah, the easy. It, it wasn't easy, but Sirstea was playing really good. And you've got to remember, Igor is so young. She's another really young prospect. She's someone who people criticise a lot, I've noticed, on Twitter. And it's been getting under my skin from for so long now. <laughs> and I keep talking about it because... Why is she being criticised for such a young know. Grand Slam champion who yeah. won Roland Garros and blitzed all the opponents? Um, and then afterwards, she didn't win every event after. She did doing well, getting getting through events and quarterfinals, semifinals, not necessarily winning them, but then got criticised. Why was she criticised? She's 20. And why, if the, if if she's to be criticised, why wasn't Raducanu criticised? Why she is has it different been. treatment for both of them when Raducanu is treated as a star child? Uh, for pulling They're out both... with blisters, but then Igor Savontek gets ripped to shreds when she loses. She's not, but she's been, find, she's been run to the mill. on Twitter and it does wind me up. Oh, well, I don't go on Twitter too much, but I don't, I still think that there's been the level of criticism over Radu Kanu and her results. I don't, I don't the... see any criticism for Radu Kanu. Maybe it's just the way that she's just coming out in the media after her losses, though. She's coming out and she's just pretty much saying I've only I not even been played. the most humble person you could ever be in a loss though so she hasn't, she hasn't played a, she's always got the narrative I haven't played a year on tour yet I've only ever played I've only played six months on tour I've, I can't be expected to I'm learning every all the time and people look at eager even though she's only a year older they look at her as somebody more experienced which is crazy and she hasn't even played that much longer on tour but credit to Iga Sviantec I think that she just keeps on improving and she's not listening to the naysayers. I don't think she should. I think she's she's number nine in the world now. I think she goes higher. I think she can see her ceiling is she's a future world number one, that's for sure, in my eyes. I don't think that there's any doubting in my mind. Clay court, she could easily win multiple grand slams. Hard courts, I think she's got a few of them in her too. Yeah, and grass got as well. I'll color check here. Just so you know, I'm not making this up. Um well, so, oh, sorry, talking about Emma, because then Emma gets stick as well. So then Emma gets heat from other players. Panetta said she was not impressed. Yeah, of course she's going to get the stick, but I feel like, for me, what I've seen, Eager does seem to get a lot as well. Mm. But yeah, looking yeah. at this matchup, <laughs> John's giving me some stick as well. So we know you don't go on Twitter that much. 
just as well. 71 followers. <laughs> is that all I've got? Go follow Ben on Twitter if you haven't already. I think John's a bit hurt that I was bringing up his Seppi pick from the uh, <laughs> from his <laughs> bracket. <laughs> From earlier, it's fine. It's all right. I'll find some other the other one. He was. I saw another one. He was saying, "Look, you don't have to search my brackets. Here's all of my picks." It's all right, mate. We got to the last the last stages now. It's easy to pick now, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. and on Kai Kanepi, I'm just looking through. I've got all her results here. Two thousand and eight, she got to her first quarter final. Um, the last one was two thousand and seventeen. There's one, two, three, four, five, six in total. Never got there in the Australian Open. She's got there now. Can she go one step further? No. I think Kai Kanepi is going to be that type of person who gets to quarterfinals, and that's going to be the pinnacle for her career. I'm not sure if she has that extra step. She did brilliant to beat Sabalenka, but it is a misfiring double uh, Sabalenka at the moment with all the double faults firing yeah. left, right, and centre. On that basis, I'm going eager to win this one. Uh, and I'm pretty confident in that selection. It's going to be straight sets eager. I think it's going to be eager, but I'm going to be going in three. I still think that she has a lot of firepower. I haven't been as impressed with eager this tournament. She's still doing it in straight sets other than the last round. I just think Kanepi's got something, that which is she's got serious power. She can always grab a set. She's the, she's the bogey player for most people on tour. And the fact she's got this far, I think she'll have some fight. Just don't. I think she might even grab the first set, and then she might fall away, and Eager will take over. I think we've seen that with Eager. She she can drop a first set. She dropped the first set against her stay, and then you see her sort of she sort of switches on a bit. Like okay, now go into a beast mode where we're we're going to take this match now, and I yeah. think that's what's going to happen again. Eager in three. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really impressed with Igor. Just looking at her in slams, by the way, she's played 40 matches in Grand Slams now. She's won 30 of them, lost 10. That is seriously impressive. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Consistent. <laughs> obviously, Wimbledon's the one she needs to improve the most. I think it's interesting with Kanepi as well. Like, obviously, we go back to the sort of the back end of last year. Kanepi's playing ITFs. <laughs> she won an ITF at the back end of last year in Fort Worth playing players who in the final who are like 400 in the world. So now she's here. Uh, just goes to show you keep on plugging away. Uh, and Kanepi, she's just there. She can mix it with anybody. Yeah. And there was a nice uh, sort of comment from her after the match. I don't know if you want to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Just make sure I get the right one. Is WTA that one? Insider. That one? No, that's here we go. There that's you go. the one. Yep. Okay. So I don't have a good stat in terms of coming back after losing the first set. These kind of matches are going to give me a lot of confidence for the future because coming back from losing in the first set versus a player who's constantly going forward, it's pretty hard. And I did that. So that is a really, really good uh, bit of analysis from her herself. She yeah. doesn't do well when she loses the first set. She was even able to overcome that this Australian Open. Always improving, always on the rise. Listen, she's my win pick to win the whole thing. I'm hoping it can happen. I think it can definitely happen. I'm not going to lie to you. That's why I had her in my final as well. Barty and Eager uh, on a collision course. Surely uh, she can get past one more round, get herself to a semi-final. Yeah, we've got Gene there saying Eager 29-2 and two versus players outside the top 30 in slams. So, yeah, I think she should be mm. okay. But going back to the second now, Ben. 
Yes. So here we go. These are the matches. Um, just to clarify your picks. Yeah, I've got to try and remember them now. I've got Barty in two. Yep, I've got the exact same. I'm going Keys in three. Yeah, I went Krajcikova in three because I'm not disrespecting her like you. <laughs> I know. I feel like I've already disrespected her. So I'll continue the theme, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I feel bad. Like I feel like we we're swapping around with all of our players that we uh that we follow uh, the icon GTL. I don't know why. I feel like I I don't know. There's been a few players like this that we've sort of swapped over, like the Towson and Fernandez. You were always yeah. big on Towson. I was always big on Fernandez. And I feel like we've changed roles. You're now the biggest Fernandez, and I'm now the biggest Towson. Anyway, we go on to Collins Cornet. We both got Cornet, haven't we? Yeah, just I think it's a heart one. Collins is the big yeah. favourite, but Cornet in three. And the bottom one, we've both gone for Eager in two, right? Oh, no, you've no. Got, I've gone Eager in two. Ben's gone Eager in three. In three, yeah. I think Kanepi, I, I was really impressed with her against Sabah, to be honest. I think that she's got so much firepower. Sabah's a powerful player, and she was able to just sort of wipe her off the court in certain yeah. points. It was an exciting match, but yeah, Kanepi is... That big, big, strong uh, player, but overall, the 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 youth, and then uh, I think just she's just going to have more firepower yeah. over three sets. Should be on top. Yeah, well, there we go. That is our quarterfinal predictions for this year's Australian Open on the <sighs> women. We've done the men's one as well. <laughs> go check that one out if you haven't already. Make sure give us a like on this one. Subscribe if you're new, and we'll see you all for the big one later on. Rafael Nadal versus Shapovalov. There's going to be drama. There's going to be a few vamoses. I'm hoping Rafa gets it done nice and quickly. Um, It's going to be a tough one for us as well during the middle of the night. So hopefully we see as many of you there. Um, We do need all of your support to go through the night. Hopefully you enjoyed this one and see you guys very, very soon. Yes. Rafa. Podcast Network.